Welcome to Bipolar Inquiry, drafting and crafting bipolar consciousness since 2016 by philosophizing, relanguaging, and harvesting mania's special messages, meaning visions, extraordinary experiences, ideas, insights, superpowers, possibilities, synchronicity, and parallel worlds. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information discussed on the show is not medical advice. Now, let's get started with this episode. to talk to myself for a while and I just haven't done it and since I'm talking to myself this is more about quantity it's still less quantity than my life as I live it in real time but it's still a lot and I have trouble with this whole quality versus quantity thing because I don't even know why But I don't even know how to talk to myself anymore. I sort of lost, lost the process. And I just finished doing two weeks of working for a spring break camp. And that was really fun. And kids are really fun and cute and adorable and full of energy and it's just wonderful to be in their presence and watch them play and make sure they're safe and it's so refreshing. I've been working in mental health and I I stopped working mental health a few months ago and working with kids is a cool direction to go in. I have working with kids and I'm doing other kinds of working with kids and there's more opportunity to work with kids so what I'm trying to say is with myself I'm trying to say you know there's this path of working with kids and that's sort of one uh, gig if you will so there's sort of like spring break camps and summer camps and sort of like um, a daycare aspect of things and then also helping kids with um, certain needs like neurodiversity type stuff so even within the kids stuff there's like four different things and then the other thing is I was already doing food delivery and um I'm thinking of doing people delivery with Uber. So I have yet to do that, but I'm all set up. I'm all ready to go. I just stuck the stickers on my window today. So I'm going to try that tomorrow because, you know, the last few weeks I was looking at how I've been spending time on my phone and I was looking at this uh, the screen time app and before I was working the kids camps these last two weeks, I spent 33 hours one time, one week watching YouTube. And it wasn't like, oh, passively watching it because I'm streaming it to my TV or something. It's like background people or um, animals swimming in the ocean or something, but I was literally watching it. And when I'm a little bit down, 
I tend to watch a lot of true crime. It's sort of like the same level of being kind of depressed. Like that's what resonates with it. It's not like positivity. So I find myself watching that sort of stuff. And then I managed to at least switch it over to watching Mad TV on YouTube. And that's a pretty old comedy sketch show. But it's one that um, was on when I was growing up on Saturdays or something and at first like my siblings would be watching it and I would just sort of be like sort of turn my nose up like well that's not funny even though I never really watched it and then I started watching it too and I, I did think it was really funny um even though like it's totally politically incorrect I guess like today I don't think that people could get away with joking about the issues of today in the same ways that they did back then because there's some like racial humor and everything and I guess like a lot of it's based on stereotyping um but not all of it like the skits with like um the character Stuart and his mom is just really silly it's like ridiculous and like um, so some of those are, they're just really silly. So being able to switch from, being able to switch from like true crime to mad TV, at least it was comedy and some was just so funny. And even when they were like having to say like a really long name as part of their, the foundation they created of these doctors, like... Bartholomew, Skookum, Chuckum, Muck, I don't even know what, but for them to be able to do that, like, they're so skilled, like, just watching them and listening, they're so skilled at the way they can make faces and imitate, you know, they would imitate, like, the president of the time. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, my YouTube watching in the last weeks was, like, 17 hours, 17 hours, because I would come home from work and just watch YouTube and then... Um, but what really happened was before these two weeks, I was... All of a sudden, I just couldn't do anything. And that was probably the week I watched 33 hours of YouTube. Couldn't do anything. But I didn't really feel depressed. I didn't really feel depressed. I just felt like I didn't... There was nothing I really wanted to do or I had no energy. A lot of it's about energy and yeah I just had no energy so I wish I would have taken screenshots of like how little I was watching YouTube before that because it only keeps track for a few weeks and then you can't go back more than a few weeks and I didn't realize that but like when I was sort of running high I didn't watch YouTube at all I don't really watch any YouTube I didn't watch any Netflix but then all of a sudden it became like, oh, that's all I could do. Or all I found myself doing was watching YouTube. So it's really hard to keep up that, that same level. And I did, like, I did let myself get to that point by, you know, taking some little tiny bit of microdose like... And I don't necessarily regret it. 
But I remember being in that state, and it feels like a long time ago now, but I remember having lots of energy to like do everything. And like I'd get up, I'd make my bed, which is something I hadn't done in a really long time. I'd clean, I'd do stuff, I'd have so many ideas, and then, um, yeah, I just, and I still got a good sleep and everything, but then all of a sudden I, I get to the point that I can't even access any of that. And I, I went through some of the stuff, like the insights that I wrote down. I kept a note in my iPhone and I wrote down insights and I would write down insights on sticky notes and then write those in that iNote. And, and, and I went through them and I remember thinking like, there's nothing really that new, like there's nothing that profound. Um, I did write some other bit uh, for like book three that I'm writing that seemed good and then I realized okay I gotta go I can't I shouldn't be going into book three um, and I remember kind of stopping myself and realizing okay next week I have to concentrate on this other thing relating to working with kids and then from there I just sort of slowed down so I don't know if I stopped myself I don't know if I stopped myself or it was gonna stop anyway or if that's just the same thing so, part of the point being, like, what is the point in, is there a point in going to that state anymore? I don't know. Because there wasn't really much that was new. And at the same time, that's kind of interesting because if I access mania, like, several times over, over several years and then realize that each time I'm accessing kind of the exact same thing, I'm not really expanding upon that more than I don't maybe there's nothing else that state can really teach me and so it's about like how to carry that out in a regular state because there is a cost to going into the state of mania it does it does like use a lot of resources that need to replenish and so luckily, you know, the last two weeks working with kids, like, it wasn't a problem at all. Like, they have so much energy, and a lot of the times they're just playing with each other. So, um, it was nice. Because sometimes working in mental health, I'm not the greatest at making conversation or, like, small talk. And so it can be a challenge because I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. Point being, maybe there's not much more to do with mania, in mania, and I'm just waiting for some energy to regenerate. Worked with kids the last two weeks, enjoyed it. Kids are awesome. And a lot of the times when I talk to myself or think about things related to mania, it's sort of like some of it is stuff that I missed out on in childhood or, you know, it's like going back to childhood in so many ways because mania is, is like a childlike state, right? So in a way, being around kids could be a way to be, like, have an excuse to be in a childlike state, but for the sake of children, you know, like not for the sake of 
me and my missed childhood because like that's over. I'm not a child anymore. I'm turning 40 and to continue to go into this childlike state and maybe it's like a childlike brain configuration that we don't even have access to anymore in adulthood and then when we do access it in mania that's like really jarring to the brain like it's hard to know if it's reverting back or going forward and maybe that's similar because by sort of like writing over some of those childlike and childhood things it reframes adulthood and you know kids these days are just dealing with a whole different animal of a reality by growing up and being raised in the internet which I didn't have that until I guess it came about when I was a teenager but you know I remember downloading images of Kurt Cobain when I was in high school like when we would go to the computer lab at the library that's the only place where there were computers and um, yeah now kids I was talking to a kid about how like when I was young you had to have like your your VHS tapes to watch a movie so because he was saying oh people only watch movies once and that can be true now especially because they're just you know movies are in the palm of our hand but back then you know you had to have the actual VHS tapes and in order to watch them so you know people would tend to watch them over and over like you know how many times did I watch The Lion King or Forrest Gump when I was young like a million times so you know and I really want like in the last few months I haven't really had very much vodka whereas before that I was drinking a lot of it I find that I'll have some vodka one night and then I won't have like I didn't have I didn't have any the whole two weeks I was working with kids except for I think two nights ago two nights ago I drank some vodka I went to go get some vodka so I also got a cold beer sometimes I do that I get one cold beer and then have some vodka and I, I had the cold beer and then I had a vodka and um, Zevia cola and then after that I just started like wanting to sing with this microphone I got it's just one of those like personal karaoke microphones you can buy now and it's just it kind of makes your voice echo so like reverb <laughs> so I was just singing along to like Boney M and Francesca Botticelli or whatever her last name is I don't know how you say it but she's um, she's like a like a Christian singer but she has a really beautiful voice and I like some of her songs and so I'll sing along to those and I think maybe some um, ABBA yeah so I was just kind of singing along like all night long and I think that's what I needed was just to sing along to some of these songs so that was fun so that's the thing like sometimes I, I'm actually finding that drinking a bit when depressed can help because the depression makes me sort of like numb and freeze and then and it makes the ego so limited that it's just 
all it can do is be numb and freeze and do nothing. But then if I drink a little bit, then that gets forgotten by the alcohol. And there's more degrees of freedom, which seems totally counterintuitive and counterproductive, right? Because alcohol is a depressant. I've been in the state of, of sort of like a depression without feeling depressed for quite a while. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't say that it's caused by the alcohol per se. And it seems in this last like couple years that I've lost my capacity to just set my mind to something and do it, especially in the realm of health. So I used to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to be raw vegan for a while now and do that for like eight months. Or um, a couple years ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to start food tracking. And I did that. And because I was food tracking, I wasn't as hungry because I realized that I didn't need as much food. So I effortlessly lost like 10 pounds in a couple weeks by having a smoothie and then like a, a small dinner and it wasn't hard and then I kept that off for quite a while but then um you know it's not it hasn't really been like the last couple of years hasn't been full of like freedom and exercise and stuff so um I gained a bit of weight and then I gained quite a bit more after I left my job and I lost about 10 pounds, but now working at these kids' camps, it was making me eat like a lunch and a dinner, like a bigger lunch and a bigger dinner instead of a small lunch and a big dinner. So I gained a few pounds. And so I'm pretty close to like my max. So I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling kind of like numb and maybe depressed without feeling depressed. But like what I'm doing is equivalent to sort of depression and um, don't really have much energy but I did do well with getting to sleep at a decent hour and getting to work and working and everything so I told myself I wasn't going to watch as much YouTube today and I didn't like, uh, if I'm going to just sit and watch YouTube, I may as well go out and drive people around and make money. That's probably what I'll do tomorrow, because I want to test it out and see, like, how do I feel about it. It's a little, like, it's a little weird, I think, being an Uber driver as a woman. But, maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be fun. What I like about it is you don't have to like cart around the big bags and you don't have to like go inside and wait and you know nowadays you can't wait in the restaurant they make you wait outside or like there's all the, it's just kind of weird. So and also the food like having it in the car. So yeah I'll see what it's like like just in the daytime. I also wanted to talk to myself a little bit about looking at my purchase history for the last three months. I was trying to figure out like, when did I go manic, you know? And I was okay, like I was fine over Christmas. I got good gifts for my family. And then I did buy, the first thing I bought for myself was 
a document scanner with like the overhead camera and I wanted to maybe like do some videos of like going over some studies about bipolar and I did do one study and the thing is though I sort of used a pen that is very like identifying as to where I am and that's a little weird right I was thinking oh man that was silly because I made a pretty good video it was um trying to explain like how to really extrapolate for information from what one reads and I used that overhead camera and did like a split screen thing but I don't know if I'm going to use that and then it looks like after that I got a little bit interested in melatonin I was reading a bunch of melatonin studies like up-to-date recent melatonin studies and then I ordered some melatonin on Amazon. I used to like to order supplements from Vitacost, but they introduced sort of a like a like a tariff of some sort on the orders, like over the border. So makes it a bit more costly. So I find it's just easier to order from Amazon sometimes. Then I ordered some vitamin D and I ordered some spirulina because spirulina is good for you. I ordered my favorite toothpaste, like Oramir Fresh Mint Toothpaste. It's Ayurvedic. It's awesome, I love it. And then, you know, that's all like well and good. And then I ordered, I ordered some Skullcap because the thing is that Skullcap actually has a high content of melatonin and it's supposed to be relaxing so that could be one of the mechanisms and at this time when I had more access to doing a lot of different things at the same time being able to track a lot of different things I ordered a headlamp that has red lights because I wanted to reduce my exposure to blue light and technology light in the evening time and I was pretty good about wearing it and turning off my lights but then as I have less attention and energy to to do all those things and pay attention to the fine details like I don't even bother I don't even know where that headlamp is in a drawer somewhere right so this is the thing that when I'm in that high energy state you know this is a great purchase because I can use it and I do use it and I think okay it's this time I'm gonna use this headlight instead and then I stopped using it. But it's still a good purchase. It was only $18.89 Canadian, so that's not bad. And then I was taking stuff out at the library, which I haven't done in a while either. And I, um, I took a book out called Algorithms to Live By, The Computer Science of Human Decisions. And I really liked the first chapter, so I figured, okay, I want to be able to read this slowly and put like tabs in it and stuff to come back to and look at. So I bought it and that was $23.91. And I don't buy a ton of books anymore because I'm just out of the habit of reading them. And I used to be able to sit down and read a book half a day, you know, just read, read, read. But it doesn't seem to happen. And I don't know if it's partly because it's like I generate information from it or what it is but um, one of my goals is to read more 
books, like actual paper books, and um, watch less YouTube. And then I ordered some little spongy bits for my headphones. These one pair of headphones that are supposed to have pretty good sound, and they do. And I found these headphones very handy for sitting and writing the books that I'm writing and staying put because it's wired, right? And it blocks out other sound. So I, I got new ear bits for that because they were just kind of icky. So that was something I did. And that is something I do when I'm a bit manic is, you know, if I notice something is a bit like, well, it's worn out, it's dirty, or it's whatever, there's like this energy available to do maintenance on the things that I have. And that is one thing that needs to be done. Like, you know, they actually did need to be replaced. So in Mania, I will have the energy and the propensity to actually just go ahead and replace them. So I did that. And then in Mania, another thing that I do is I buy stuff for other people. So I bought a, a handle to go on the tumbler for the Yeti tumbler, the, the coffee cup for someone because they weren't using their coffee cup because it's hard to grab. So I thought, okay, let's find the solution, you know, find these simple solutions, order it to their address, done, boom. And then I ordered, I bought a book from a friend, Toxic Psychiatry. It's a bit of an older book, but I don't know if I had to buy it because it's a bit older and there's probably like the same author, um, Peter Bregan, probably has updated books, but I felt the need to do that. So buying stuff for other people as well as buying books, um, uh, is something that I do in Mania for sure. And it's not that books aren't valuable. I love books. I have a whole shelf full of books and, you know, I try to get rid of some sometimes and put them in those like free libraries around town, but it's hard. So I love books. It's just, I, I know that I don't read them as much as I used to. So I don't, I try not to buy them as much. And then this is the other thing too. This is a maintenance thing. I bought new headlights for my car. Now, this is a maintenance thing, but it's not exactly maintenance, it's an upgrade. Because my car is a Honda Civic, it's 2016, so it has like two headlights and that has these like um, LED lights on the side that go like this, that look cool. And they have two fog lights. But the thing is that the headlights and the fog lights are kind of yellowish, that old style. And this on the side, the LEDs are white. And so it looks, I've always felt, you know, when I see my car driving by in like the window or something, that it looks a little cheesy. Like, I just, that's what I thought. Like, why is it two different colors? So, of course, January 18th, I ordered some new LED headlights. And then I realized, okay, I need the fog lights. But first I got the headlights and they're $99.27 Canadian. And then I got the fog lights a while later and I had them for a while. And more recently, kind of when I was depressed, I was like, okay. I was thinking maybe I might know someone who could put them in, but I thought, okay, I'm just gonna call this um, body, this auto shop place 
to get them to do it. And the lady said, oh, we don't take parts externally anymore, but I'll book you an appointment, which was really sweet. And I told her, like, I bought them intending, like, kind of that somebody else would put them in, and I didn't really want to pester them. I'm more the type of person I'd rather, if it's kind of like I know I have someone who might be able to do it, but I could also pay for it to be done and not pester that person, I'll lean towards paying for it myself because I just don't like to put that kind of expectation on people to do these things. Uh, plus, I didn't know the person that well. So, so again, like that was 100 bucks, and then the fog lights were like 100 and then putting them in were like 130 So $330 to upgrade the headlights. Um, but partly it was also in the back of my mind that for Uber... If I do decide to drive at night, then it's easier to see because these ones are, you know, this type of headlight is better for being able to see. And I really, really do appreciate being able to see properly. So I kind of justified them a little bit in that way as well because of that. And um, also too, like if I ever decide to sell my car, it looks a lot cooler when the lights look good it looks like the next model year like the 2017 I'm pretty sure it was all the white light and it wasn't white and yellow if not it was at least the next year after that but I'm pretty sure it was the next year so it makes it look it makes it look newer and stuff so I'm you know I am happy about that because now the way the car is like I could keep it indefinitely that's the only thing that I really didn't like that much so that's the thing too, is like in Mania all of a sudden certain things become like less tolerable and then it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just there's more energy to fix it and then there's maybe a little bit more like self-confidence to think, oh yeah, I deserve to have the nice headlights for my car. And I've had this car for like four years and I haven't done that. The other thing too is there's this the brain capacity to be able to research it. So I had to look and like check and like research the different headlights and luckily Amazon has this thing where it'll tell you if it's compatible or not. And so I had to like go around and find the ones that were compatible and the lady at the body shop, the receptionist, and she said, hey, you got the right headlights. Cause like, even if it said on Amazon, yeah, these are compatible with your car. And several said these aren't compatible. Uh, I didn't necessarily know if they were or not for sure. So that worked out. And that would have been annoying um, if, if they weren't the right part. Because then I would have felt like, yeah, the reason they don't take parts from the outside is because probably half the time they're not even the right part. And then they waste their time. And there's such a nice shop there that... They probably would be like, uh, we can't charge you because, you know, maybe they would say they would, but like I had, I had a 1992 Toyota Corolla for like five years and I would go there one time. I'm like, Oh, can I check out my car to see if I can drive to California? They're like, yeah, it'll probably make it, but maybe not. I don't know. And they didn't charge me. And then another time I ran over a plastic bag in the dark, like it just was floating around and then all of a sudden whoop, went under the car and either I didn't see it come out the other end or it just stunk like plastic. 
and I took it there and they just machined it off for me. It took a while. It took like at least 15 minutes, but they didn't charge me. You know, they did all sorts of different things and they were like always hesitant to charge me. Like uh, there was a few things they did do that they charged, but they're so good there. So I would have felt like really bad if I went there with the wrong part and then they're like, no. And then they had that time put aside. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going into mega detail because this is all about blah, 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 and not necessarily about quality, which is editing it down to the most. Like, I'm going to tell you what's important. I'm going to edit it down to the smallest bit, which is fine, too. Then something else I did on January 20th, which isn't necessary, like this is ahead of time, I bought a stand-up paddleboard air pump one that you plug in your car and you inflate your paddleboard because man those paddleboards they are hard to inflate with those pumps if you are a female that is not working out not only that you want to save your energy for paddling and you know I remember pumping up the paddleboard even sharing the pumping with a friend and then getting on the paddleboard and feeling so dehydrated that I could just drink all the water I brought right away. So, you know, it just kind of sucks to do that. And so now I got this paddleboard inflator, but I still haven't even used it because this is Canada and you can't paddleboard until it gets a bit warm unless you're, you know, you got all this other gear to use to stay warm in case you fall in. So I'm hoping that this will help um, motivate me to get out on that paddleboard and have the energy to start to stand up. And I should have no problem standing up because I have good balance because I'm a rollerblader. But when you're on the paddleboard, at least for me, my legs like kind of go like this and they're shaking. Uh, I think it's the lithium, you know, it really makes my muscles shake, especially my legs. Um, and especially for new activities, like for rollerblading, I've been rollerblading for 17 years, like since I was 13. So I have that muscle memory, but for new muscle memory, my muscles are like shaking like crazy. But of course, when I'm a bit manic, I'm like, hey, this is the exact time to buy a stand-up paddleboard inflator. And But it's not because you want to buy it when you're going to use it, try it, make sure it works. And then if it doesn't work to one's liking... You return it but the return window is already over and I never even tested it so hopefully it's good but I'm trying to explain and talk about and talk out some of these factors that come into play when manic right it's like okay now's the time to spend 146.99 Canadian even though this I already saw this pump has a new version that is out now with better firmware upgrades or blah blah I don't know so, um, it's not necessarily the best thing to buy something seasonal early. And something else I bought, which was really cool, I really like this, is um, it's a heavy-duty retractable keychain with 25-inch stainless steel cable, two-pack, for $13.30 Canadian. And basically, it's just a thing that goes like this, so... If my keys are in my pocket, there's like these beepers in the condo that you have to beep to get into the elevator area and you have to beep in the elevator 
So instead of having to take my whole key out of my pocket and, and beep it, I can just do the whole like, I really like it. It's, that was a really good one, right? Like it's probably one of my best purchases and it was only $13 and 30 cents. So that one is definitely usable. I use it. I have a second one that I haven't even employed and put into service yet. And then what else did I get? I got a, oh, this was a bit of a waste, but it's like one of those face brushes that you can like wash your face with, but I don't really use it. And then I even got, when I was manic, I bought somewhere else, um, like an electric one, but I don't really use it. I just, I found this other thing that I like some on my skin. I like exfoliating like plasticky stuff apparently the most. And then I got a hat. It's a trucker hat. And it said, oh, white and gold. And it looks like gold on the picture, for real. Because in Mania, I'm really into gold. Like, gold color. Um, I guess I was feeling maybe a little bit heightened when I bought these, like, yellowy gold sheets for the king-size bed that I got king-size bed that I had to get like returned and get a different version of the king-size bed. The place that I bought the king-size bed, they have like a 90-day or 120-day sleep guarantee, which is so awesome because that bed that I first got gave me restless legs. It had like these poofy parts that when you laid on it in the store, it like sunk in and you felt all cozy. But when you get to the new one home, you like, you sit on top of it, it feels like there's holes in the mattress. And it feels like my legs are higher than my head because, you know, there's like this meat on my legs. So it just felt so uncomfortable. So I went back and I found a different one, same brand, $700 less. And it seemed a bit more comfortable. I'm like, yeah, I want this one. And got that one a while later because I was sleeping on that other one for like, I don't know, a couple months. And this other one, so much better. So much better. It's so comfortable. I get in bed, I just kind of lay there. I flip over once or twice, and then I fall asleep. The other one, I was just like, flip, flip, flip all over the place. So if you're worried about that, get a mattress from somewhere where you can return it and get a different one if it's not working out. That was a genius idea, because I don't think all places have that. Then I bought this really cool shower curtain that has like this beautiful like spa like thing on it and I refunded it because and I returned it because it just wasn't as quality looking as it looked in the picture. It looked the color of like these brown doors on it like glass doors it looked didn't look good. So I returned it that was $32 and I didn't get something else. Which maybe I could because that would be a nice thing to get. And then I got this hairbrush thing that's like a dryer straightener in one. I still am not using it at all. It was $83. Could have got a cheaper one, but this one was like white and gold. So I had to have that one, right? Um, I still have it because I didn't return it, but I haven't really used it. Then I got these other things. Then I got a Canadian flag for the... Um, porch, which I don't know if I'd be allowed to put out there anyway, but um, 
it had a bit of like a bleeding of the collar, didn't look good at all, so I returned that. It was $10.45. Returned it. And, oh, my fog lights, they were only $68. That's great. Then I got this um, incense holder. I wanted to put it outside because there's this like gas leak thing happening that stinks and that's not resolved. I don't really love it, but I never I tried it and I return I didn't return it. And then I got these like glass these um sticker hexagon gold things. Cause I really like gold and I really like hexagons and I'm trying to create this game that keeps happening. I don't know how to resolve that. Um, but that was, I have a couple of those. I kept a couple and then I wanted to give most of them away. I got more sunflower lecithin. Lecithin is really good for choline, really good for the brain. And usually I get that on Vitacost, probably quite a few more, but I got, I got them on, um, Amazon here. So I get vitamins too, right? And then I got, I felt the need to get this vitamin E that also has tocotrienols as well as tocopherols. So there's four tocopherols and four tocotrienols. Probably because I was reading something about the importance of vitamin E. And I did learn about the tocotrienols. And, you know, I take these things and I don't know like what works and what helps. I don't know if anything does, but... Anyway, um, then I also felt like, okay, I remember doing a DNA test and it told me, my naturopath told me from the results that I got to take hydroxy B12, not methylcobalamin. And I was taking methylcobalamin, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get the hydroxy B12. Unmethylated vitamin B12 for sensitive bodies. Yet I take other methylators, so I don't know if that's really that important. Then, I spent $104.97 buying a nebulizer for my family. Because I bought a nebulizer already for myself. It's uh, pretty cool to be able to nebulize hydrogen peroxide. It's good for killing the biofilms in one's um, nasal passages and upper respiratory tract and things like that. Uh, don't think it's ever been used by the other party. And then on February 2nd, I felt like, okay, I need to get myself this wireless Bluetooth karaoke microphone. And it's gold and white. And so that's very much a sign of mania. And that was February 2nd. And I remember when I got it, I used it to read through book one, two, and three, maybe. Or book one and two. I was kind of like wrapping my books as I was reading them. But it was helpful because I was able to make the corrections that I saw. So, and like I said, I just used that the other day to like sing it out with ABBA and, and friends. And then I felt like, okay, I'm going to buy another one of these Yeti handles for someone else. Yeti 20-ounce um, tumbler handle. So, did that. And... Uh, then I was like, okay, I'm going to bling out my phone. I want to get these little uh, lens protectors for my iPhone 13. And they're like gold and sparkly. 
I haven't put those on my phone because I already have a protector on there from the last case. But I also got a bumper crystal um, case for my iPhone 13 with gold on it. So more of the theme of gold. I wanted to. I wanted my phone to look nicer. My car to look nicer. My phone to look nicer. Just a little bit nicer. It's not like I uh, traded my car in for a new car and painted it uh, custom gold or something. Um, I also got a green screen, even though I don't know how to use it. Um, I bought one before I returned it, um, and this one's smaller. And then I set up to be able to use it, but I don't know how to use it. And then I saw that there was the Bose Soundlink micro Bluetooth speaker on sale, and I'm like, okay, I need one of those. Um, partly because I was taking my iPhone in the shower to listen to music, and the speaker went weird, and I was worried that it had something to do with that. And this Bose speaker is um, waterproof. And then I got like a Bluetooth transmitter for my really old Sony speakers, like super old computer speakers. Um, I'm sure one day I'll upgrade and get like better speakers and stuff, but hasn't happened. And then I'm like, okay, I need this thing for $67. I need this like little label maker where it prints on like thermal paper. It's really cute and small. And I thought that would be really cool because you can put like QR codes on it. It's really neat. I haven't used it. That was February 11th. So that's like a month and a half ago. And since like within that time, I lost the brain power to really be able to use it and explore it. So uh, another thing I did was I signed up for a 30 day trial of Logic for the Mac and that was silly in a way because I haven't started using it but I really should try if I want to see if that's something that I want as a purchase and then actually I think that's kind of when when that ended like the mania part because um, let's see if I just go back yeah, so Mania probably ended February 11th, because that was the time I placed the order for that, got it, didn't really use it, I used it like I tried to use it a little bit, and then, so that was February 11th, boom, next time I ordered, February 24th, I ordered um, a book, um, Kindle book, but that was like, like uh, almost two weeks later, right? So, and then, a few weeks after that, yeah, so February 11th was like the end of it, pretty much, because after the February 24th um, Kindle book that I haven't read, but I just wanted to have it, to read at some point, um, it was March 10th that I ordered Descaler, eco-friendly Descaler from my coffee machine because it gave the descaler warning. And then um, March 13th, I had been reading a book that is about having natural highs and natural energy, and it talked about NADH, so I ordered NADH. I have a tendency to order supplements. I also ordered uh, trimethylglycine, 
because in the book it talked about how TMG, trimethylglycine, helps to convert homocysteine to something. I can't remember what, but I do recall in the past um, when a doctor one time did a, like a workup of tests, I had very high homocysteine. And homocysteine is toxic to the heart. And I remember that, and I remember once going back to that same doctor and saying, hey, like, can you repeat this homocysteine test? And he said, oh, we're not allowed to do that test anymore. So, like, it was no longer a routine test. He wouldn't have been able to justify it, even though I was asking for it and before it had been high. So I'm just assuming it's probably still high. So when I saw that trimethylglycine is what is the remedy to that, I felt like, okay, I should get that because I do have trouble with heart palpitations and weird things that happen sometimes and then I ordered the fish oil again fish oil is the only like meat or f animal substance that kill would kill the animal that I would eat ever and um, just really hard to get enough EPA and DHA from plant sources as well um, those substances are really necessary or really helpful to prevent psychosis. Um, so I've been taking that pretty regularly for the last while and on and off. And I ordered on March 13th, it seems like I was reading that book and it inspired me to order some different supplements that I have been using. Like I've never ordered uh, NADH before. But NADH is, I think it's the active form or the precursor to B3, which is niacin. So this is about brain energy. And right now I'm just like, I'm such, I feel such low energy that there's this sort of desperation to find energy in a, a capsule of some sort. So I also ordered, I skipped ahead in the book and it was talking about the need for connection. And how there's this supplement or this herb called Skeletium tortuosum that is good for that instead of um, certain things. Because the book is talking about taking some of these more natural and healthy things instead of like alcohol, tobacco, different like medications that are harmful and things. Uh, it doesn't talk about antipsychotics, but it talks about... Um, some of those anti-anxiety things that people take. So I ordered that. I have not received it yet. Um, it has a date uh, next month sometime. So who knows when that will arrive. And of course I also ordered on March 20th. I ordered L-glutamine. Because apparently it's an amino acid that gets... It, it uh, crosses the blood-brain barrier and helps to get glucose into the brain. So I'm really curious about this, this thing about the brain. And I haven't gotten there yet. Um, probably won't be until the fifth book that I write is about some of the sciencey stuff and one of the things is about the selfish brain theory 
which is how the brain, even though it's like two or 3% of the body weight uses like 20% of the energy. And not only that, I found out that I don't know if it was something like the default mode network or something like that, but certain brain regions, they use something like 80% of that 20%. So there really is something going on about how the blood and the resources and the nutrients and the energy and the, you know, the brain waves are distributed throughout the brain. And, um, so anyway, one of the themes of this last mania was that, you know, how do I get the energy into the brain? So I bought myself something else I bought that wasn't on Amazon. I bought an inverter, one of those things that you turn upside down because I feel like, like what if in mania when the energy is starting to decrease, it's because there's not enough energy to get even more energy into the brain because I think even more energy goes to the brain in mania than it does in a regular state. And it probably goes to different places in the brain. So I thought like, what if I could just invert? Uh, But I don't think I did it that many times. But I still have the inverter, so I could do it. But I was wondering about that. Point being, it's a gesture of trying to think like how do I get the energy in the brain even like there's no reason why there shouldn't be energy I'm eating food I'm eating the same amount of food or more or less or whatever and like why is it that I feel tired like there's no reason right there's no real reason except for maybe energy distribution and um certain resources being used up but then if I can invert and and sort of force the nutrients into the brain maybe that will prevent it from running out of energy or it'll give it sort of like a mechanical way of getting the energy when it's no longer um, able to take enough energy however it works I just thought okay this is an opportunity to find out the problem is like I have to get my body in the inverter and invert And I haven't really done that. And that's the thing that's happening too, is that when I was talking earlier about before I had this will to be able to be like, okay, now I'm going to be raw vegan for a while. Now I'm going to do this for a while. I'm going to do that, like certain experiments in a way. And now I just feel like too lazy to even get in in an inverter, which takes no energy just to go and get in it. So I don't really know what that's about. The last thing, or wait, the last couple things I bought here, I bought um, a couple of bookends for my bookshelf because the very top shelf, you can stick books on it, but um, you need those ends. And I had one more row of books and those are all the books related to bipolar specifically. So I put them up there. Of course, I got yellow because it looks kind of gold. And um, I also got, which I haven't received, um, have a root because in that book again and I want to read this whole book the cava root is really good for like relaxing and feeling connected and all that but this is actually the root it's not the powder it's a ground up root so it's not super fine so I want to run it through the levo machine and the thing that inspired me to get it is that in the book that I'm reading it said that the cava root is 
like the active ingredient is actually um, oil, soluble in oil or like you could extract it with oil. So I figured since I have a Levo machine which is like an oil extractor machine, that would be a perfect thing to have cava root extracted in, in the oil, like MCT oil. And when I first got the Levo, I used it quite a, I used it quite a few times and I made like different concoctions for different people and then all of a sudden phew, my brain stops working and I don't use it at all. And I don't think that's bad per se. I'm just wondering like how can I well, my brain will come back online and I'll make something for sure, but I'm wondering like what that'll look like exactly. But the cava, the shipping was expensive, but this was the only cava that had like the root and not just the powder, um, which I could get later too, the powder if I wanted to make the drink. And then finally like um, Amazon had the these bamboo socks on that are like, you know, you get like five pairs for $22. Socks are, you know, socks cost a little bit of money sometimes, but I really like bamboo socks lately and they didn't have them where I usually go for them, they're just like, there's no socks there. So I got them and they're great. So then I bought some higher ones and I also bought, I bought an eye mask with like the massagers because I'm feeling, or when, I am, when I'm in mania or after, I feel like I can barely keep my eyes open sometimes. Like they feel really, like the muscles feel really fatigued. And I always have this like, you know, thing that probably most people would get Botoxed away by now, but I kind of like it. It's like my eye. I almost want to get a tattoo and be like, this is my third eye, man. But that'd be weird. So I got this mask just to see like if it'll help a little bit with that. But um, yeah, so that takes me up to all the purchases, but they all kind of dropped off around um, February 11th. And then I managed to, you know, read that book a bit, which is, is good because this whole book, it's like the first sentence of the book is like, we believe that everybody can be like super ecstatic all the time and have a lot of energy. I'm like, yes, like that's what mania is, but I can't maintain it. So like what information do you have in this book? that you can tell me that will help with this. And that's the other thing that I'm doing is um, when I was manic, I also bought this um, infrared sauna, like blanket sleeping bag thing. And it said, oh, it's all eco-friendly and stuff. But the problem was it smelled so bad, like this plasticky stuff. Maybe not exactly plastic, but like, I don't know what it was, but it was just the type of smell that was so toxic, like fumes, and it stunk so bad. I was like, I'm never going to be able to use this. It stunk. So I returned it, and luckily, you know, they took it back, minus a small fee. But I was hoping I'd be able to, like, detox some stuff through my skin with that. Um, so that didn't work. You know, I got the inverter, uh, and I can't remember what, and I got the Levo, and I got also an Instapot, which I used like probably twice, but I think it is a good thing because, you know, as a vegetarian, getting some beans would be good. But the other thing that I got was, um, I got some more micronutrient supplements, 
and it was like a sale on a particular kind of micronutrient supplement called like Hofnag or something, which is for Amish people. And there's also a version of the supplement that's for non-Amish people, but this one is particularly branded for Amish people and it had like some other herbs in it besides the ones in the other supplement um, because it was close to the expiry date but you can stick it in the fridge because it's a food-based supplement anyway so I'm like okay I'll buy two so I did had them in my fridge for however long and then I'm thinking to myself well the reason I'm getting them is because I want to try to like reduce my medications again because I'm tired of being overweight for, you know, how I perceive myself. I'm tired of having no energy. And with micronutrients, several years ago, I was be able to be off, like, all medications for five months. Tapering off for two months. So, like, seven months. And my situation in life has improved since then. Like, with, you know, like, over time, that, as time passes, one hopes that certain goals happen in life right so I'm in the position where not my housing is stable like it's not like temporary housing like before where I had to move out after a certain period of time um, and um, you know I have pretty good relationships though not a ton and um, so the main thing was like having the stable housing where I didn't feel like um, like, I had the privacy to go through certain experiences, like, even having the privacy to go through the experience of tapering off medications. And when I did that years ago, I did have that privacy. I was in California. But then when I went home and stuff started, like, I wasn't in an ideal living situation that was so stressful for me that I don't, those micronutrients couldn't hold in that stress. So now this would be a test of, like, can I do the same thing? But now that I have um, private housing that I don't have to leave or like nobody's going to come in and interrupt me, um, would that be successful? And the thing with that too is like, you know, say I say I successfully come off the medications and then there's a point in time when I'm like stressed out. I can literally go home and like lock the doors and just be by myself for however long I need to, right? That's part of the point too. It's, it's, it's that going out and exploring and being able to come back when that exploration is over or it's sort of reached its its peak. And not only that, my recent exploration into mania by um, inducing it on my own through um, microdosing, uh, I realized like okay. That's not, I'm not really gleaning any more information out of that. So, you know, maybe if there's somebody around um, to share that sort of thing in and like, like what of what I'm getting from mania can I share with someone else? Like a significant other or close friend or whatever. Because I don't know if that would mean like, doing a little bit of microdose with someone else um, to try to like get more information somehow or what but I'm just saying that like my own exploration I don't know I don't know how much further that can go and 
Like, what else do I need to know from mania? You know, there's the oneness, there's, there's so many different things. It's like, what else is there? And maybe that's a question. Like, what else is there to know? I don't know. And part of me wonders with this numbness of not really being able to um, have like a will or like ambition. It like Maybe all that needs to go. Maybe if that fully dissolves into that numbness and nothingness, then maybe everything is there. So I almost feel like not pushing that, not trying to push it, you know. I don't know if that makes sense because working with kids like that's a whole new learning situation and I remember sometimes I can be pretty perceptive with them so I've talked about the kids gig I've talked about the uber gig of course there's food delivery if I want to gig and the last is the book the book or the books and I think that I think that I've been settling in with what I need to do for the last part. I did get someone to do a bit of a proofread and a um, beta read and they said like maybe clarify some of the terms and stuff. So I need to clarify some of the terms like transconscious and make it a little bit more clear. and. I guess for me, I feel like people who read the book, they will have already been dealing with this bipolar thing for quite a while, so they'll kind of get it or they won't. But my feeling is people will get it. Um, so I kind of write it like people will get it and try not to over explain things, I guess. Well, I do over explain, but try not to over explain the terms that seem kind of like self-evident like if I say hey you can call yourself bipolar you know like this illness or you can say you're transconscious like you have access to a, a sort of regular consciousness sometimes and then other times you have access to like this sort of manic magical consciousness to me that makes sense but I will maybe add a little bit more there and then I was also trying to figure out like how am I going to point to uh, connecting with more things in the future after the book and you know I think people are pretty much know how to do that you know like Google it and stuff but the other thing is that I could change I could do the the link tree thing so I do have a link tree and just say hey you know stay up to date with the link tree and then um, the other thing is the acknowledgments you know like acknowledging people on the journey and then um, the book design and things like that like free first chapter and uh, yeah so I think I'll be able to do some of that and then um, I guess another thing with it is that since I've gone into this dip, right, makes it harder. Though I'm tr 
I try to make it clear in the book that, you know, the book is about mania and the book is kind of manic and the book is from the position of mania. And even though that position and that perspective might only be available for people who experience mania as part of bipolar, like say 10% of the time or 1% of the time or 20% of the time or whatever, it doesn't mean that that's the only thing, even though the book sort of has a perspective of like, okay, if you're in mania, then, you know, everything is creative, you know? So it's kind of sounding like everything's creative, everything's wonderful, everything's magical. And it kind of is part of the time in mania, at least, I would think, for most people. Though a lot of people talk also about how it can be very agitating and, and different things too and it can so like it's only talking about like a, a little slice of the pie of the experience but it's sort of talking about in sort of like absolute you know concrete eternal terms but it but life isn't that right so it's so paradoxical, it's so weird, like, even for myself, like, after going through this self-induced mania over the last while, and then, and then kind of, like, getting into this numb zone, um, I kind of wonder about it, right, myself, and wonder, like, what's, what's the point but I guess it's just really to like bring more context and more awareness and more thoughtfulness to that perspective and maybe getting to the point where one can like get to the point where one's like okay I just want to go into mania and I'm just going to do it because one can access that state whereas maybe other people who take a and they'll like feel good for a day and then take it a couple days later whereas in mania maybe it can push one further into a state that is longer lasting yeah and I'll probably try it again at some point I even wonder if I took more of it like right now would it work? Like, would I have the resources to put me into that state? Like, for a, a partial time or a prolonged time? Would that lead to a lower low? Like, it makes me more curious. It's interesting, though. Like, in the lower state, I don't think, like, oh, I can just take this and I'll feel better. No, it just sort of stays there. So it still goes full circle into the depressive aspects. You know, and this could have been, this could be the first time in history where people have the opportunity in some countries to experiment and be like, okay, I can take X amount of versus, you know, getting it off the street and not knowing what the real dose is. So, like, the opportunity to microdose is there. But what is the point, you know? I think last I was talking about the hognuff or hofnug or whatever it's called. And 
I remember when I took the micronutrients before, I, at a certain point, stopped drinking coffee and I didn't even notice. And I love coffee. And I would go every day to go get my coffee and then I stopped doing it and I realized, oh wait a minute, I haven't been drinking coffee. So I'm sort of like, instead of forcing myself to be like, okay, I'm taking the Hognuff, Hognug, whatever, and I need to be perfect. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to like, if I feel like having a drink or whatever, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I'll do whatever. And then, hey, if it, my hope is that eventually it will crowd those things out. Because it seems like I don't have the willpower or whatever that means. So, so yeah, uh, that was part of what I wanted to say with that. Like I'm hoping that it will maybe make me drink less coffee. Um, not that I want to drink less coffee, but uh, coffee also has melatonin in it, apparently. It's very high in melatonin, so... You know, when you when we drink coffee and it gives us that hit of melatonin, it gets converted to serotonin. So that's one of the reasons why we probably drink it. So yeah, I have that going on. And what else? Um, yeah, I think the link tree is the best way to go about it because then if I add in other things, like later on, people can, you know figure it out they can they can connect with it and part of me feels like when we connect up together then that's when it won't fall down because because we'll be able to f like feed off each other and feed each other with this type of information and this type of energy so yeah I feel pretty good with the gigs that are available um, the main thing is that I would love to have, I would love to have energy. It'll be interesting to see what happens now that I don't have anywhere, like, things to do. Uh, like I did with the, the kids program. And, uh, something else I do have to do, maybe, is, um, there's a, a retreat center that might need help in the kitchen and stuff. So that's cool. So there's lots of different things to do. There's lots of different things to do. We'll see what happens with it, right? We'll see what happens. Thank you for listening to Bipolar Inquiry. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, use your voice, craft your consciousness, embody your potential, enter a quantum paradigm. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information in this show is not medical advice. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.